Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 146 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Daniel chapter 1 today and our focus is on how can young people stay Christian in a secular society and why did Daniel refuse the king's food? So welcome aboard to new listeners in Mukano, Uganda, Nairobi, Kenya, Paramaribo, Suriname, and sorry if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, Athens, Greece, parts unknown, Philippines, Ontario, Canada, Uttar Pradesh, India, Atlanta, Georgia, and Austin, Texas. Thanks for listening. Our goal is to get as many people as possible all up in reading the Bible every day and following the Bible every day. So what we do is five days a week, we read a New Testament chapter. One day a week, we read an Old Testament chapter and discuss it. Today, we're in the Old Testament, and we find that Daniel is one of the more interesting books and figures in the Bible. He's one of the very few major people in the Bible that pretty much nothing negative is said about his life and no wrongdoing of his is recorded. Now, that, of course, doesn't mean that Daniel was sinless, but it does appear that he was a man of unusual faith and virtue, especially considering that he was a God-fearing man serving and living in a culture that constantly pulled him in opposite direction. One of my my favorite quotes is from a preacher and writer named Vadi Bakum who says, We can't continue sending our kids to Caesar for education and being surprised when they come home Romans. It's a very profound point that illustrates a difficult dynamic for Christians in any secular culture. If our kids go to church for, I don't know, one, two, three, four hours a week, and then we teach them godly values and God's word for maybe one or two hours a week in the home, how can that compare to an education system that feeds them secular education for like 30 or 40 hours a week? Now, in saying this, I need to say that I am not against teachers or schools. I myself was a public high school teacher as recently as 2017, and my wife taught in public high school and middle school for years and years. But the issue remains, for many Christian families, agents of the state are teaching their kids more than the parents are. The book of Daniel, however, shows us that it is possible to serve God uncompromisingly in an absolutely secular or pagan society, even a secular society that's far, far more militant and secular in terms of the Babylonian society than our own society. So let's read Daniel 1 and see how Daniel and his godly friends refused to compromise and ended up shining brightly like stars in a dark society. Daniel chapter 1 verse 1 In the third year of the reign of King Jehoiakim of Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. The Lord handed King Jehoiakim of Judah over to him, along with some of the vessels from the house of God. Nebuchadnezzar carried them to the land of Babylon, to the house of his God, and put the vessels in the treasury of his God. The king ordered Ashpenaz, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the Israelites from the royal family and from the nobility, young men without any physical defect, good-looking, suitable for instruction in all wisdom, knowledgeable, perceptive, and capable of serving in the king's palace. He was to teach them the Chaldean language and literature. The king assigned them daily provisions from the royal food and from the wine that he drank. They were to be trained for three years, and at the end of that time, they were to attend the king. Among them from the Judahites were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief eunuch gave them names. He gave the name Belteshazzar to Daniel, Shadrach to Hananiah, Meshach to Mishael, and Abednego to Azariah. 
Daniel determined that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine he drank, so he asked permission from the chief eunuch not to defile himself. God had granted Daniel kindness and compassion from the chief eunuch, yet he said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who assigned your food and drink. What if he sees your faces looking thinner than the other young men your age? You would endanger my life with the king. So Daniel said to the guard whom the chief eunuch had assigned to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then examine our appearance and the appearance of the young men who are eating the king's food, and deal with your servants based on what you see. He agreed with them about this and tested them for ten days. At the end of ten days, they looked better and healthier than all the young men who were eating the king's food. So the guard continued to remove their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. God gave these four young men knowledge and understanding and every kind of literature and wisdom. Daniel also understood visions and dreams of every kind. At the end of the time that the king had said to present them, the chief eunuch presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king interviewed them, and among all of them, no one was found equal to Dana, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, so they began to attend the king. In every matter of wisdom and understanding that the king consulted them about, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and mediums in his entire kingdom. Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. So Pastor Tony Evans sees the book of Daniel as a playbook of sorts for Christians wondering how to be Christian in a thoroughly secular society. In addressing the question of why Babylon selected the best of the best young people and isolated them and why Daniel and his friends resisted the food of the king, Evans writes, The king makes an order in verse 3 to Ashpenaz, the chief of the officials, to bring some of the sons of Israel's elite, the creme de la creme, including some from the royal family and the nobles, youths and teenagers, in whom there was no defect. They were good-looking, they were smart, they were endowed with understanding, and he ordered him to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. In other words, says Pastor Tony, let's get the next generation, let's get those teenagers, let's Babylonize them. Let's reshape their thinking into who we are, not where they came from. Let's get the church and the God up out of them, and let's reorient them. So how did the Babylonians do that? Well, the first thing they do, first thing they do is to isolate them from their spiritual heritage. They remove them from Israel, from the house of God to Babylon, to the house of idols, and they relocate them in order to re-educate them. When you send your high school student off, to college, you have to understand you are relocating them. In fact, you don't have to send them to college to relocate them because in many of our high schools, they get to undo eight hours a day what you give to them two hours a week. And if you bring them to church an hour and 45 minutes, two hours a week, they get a little something something, but they are in another system eight hours a day that may or may not reinforce the values that you have it as a parent. And in fact, you don't even have to be a kid because some of you, when you go to work eight hours a day, you are being also isolated from the value system you hear about for a couple of hours on Sunday because the people you're around, the philosophy they have, the worldview they possess, the language they use, the discussions they have, and the things they do may absolutely totally be an antithesis to the worldview you were taught and raised in. Oh, some of you have been to college and you know what I'm talking about. 
You know what it is to walk away from God because you're surrounded by secularism, by a different sort of viewpoint. So Pastor Tony here is explaining why the king wanted Daniel and his friends to eat the choice foods and have the finest Babylonian education and also some of the difficulties that Christians face in a secular society. So why did Daniel and his friends not eat the king's food? Again, back to Pastor Tony. But Daniel made up in his mind. That is, he established a boundary. Have you established a boundary for your kids? In fact, have you established a boundary for you on your job? But Daniel. Now, what exactly was Daniel thinking when he set up in his mind? Come on, Daniel, what's wrong with eating the food at the king's table? You gotta eat somewhere. The king's gonna take you to lunch. What's the problem? Now remember, Daniel's last name is, part of Daniel's name is L-E-L. It means God. I can tell you, says Pastor Tony, what Daniel was thinking because he's raised in a theocentric, God-centered society. He's probably 15 or 16 years old when we read about him in Babylon, so he's had 15 or 16 years being raised in the house of God by a family that wanted to remind him that he belonged to God. That was instilling him with God's ways. I know exactly what Daniel's thinking here. He's thinking about Exodus 35, 14 and 15, which says, For you shall not worship any other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Otherwise, says verse 15, you might make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they would play the harlot with their gods and sacrifice to their gods, and someone might invite you to eat of his sacrifice. So Daniel was smart enough to know that the food from the king's table is not just about eating. This food is about fellowshipping around their God. Because we've already been told in verses 1 and 2 that he was taken out of the house of God and brought into a different house that served another God. Daniel knew the food had been offered to that God, so he knew to fellowship around that food was not just to eat. It was to fellowship with Babylon's God. So Daniel and his friends said no to that. They followed God and God honored and blessed them. So friends, no matter what society you're living in right now, whether you're in the Philippines, whether you're in India, whether you're in the United States of America or Canada or wherever, it is possible and you will be empowered to do it when you make the decision like Daniel did. It is possible to wholeheartedly follow God without compromise wherever you are. And you can shine like a star and God will bless you and very likely use you in that society much like he used Daniel. Well, let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of May. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Well, friends, let's spread the message of Jesus and live like Daniel. Good day to you and Godspeed.